Welcome back to the Thumbs Up Podcast. Glad to have you again. Today we're going to be talking about cult leaders very lightly, unresearchedly, but enthusiastically. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Thumbs Up. My name is Joey. And I'm Rhodes. And we're finally back from a little bit of a hiatus. A little bit of a hiatus. Little bit. We gave up. Bit. We forgot y'all existed. <laughs> you guys kept pestering us with views. Yeah. Bastards. How dare you support us? Yeah, we have so many views now. We're so famous now. And we didn't even realize it. It was. How many of it? How how many of y'all are regular listeners? And how many people are just like stumbling on this because you typed in something wrong? Yeah, I'm actually very curious to see how many of you guys are regular listeners. What's our? What are? Where do they send it in? Uh, bigger thumbs up at gmail.com. Let us know. Yeah, and we still have the Twitter. So oh that's, yeah. That's that- the other thing. We don't check. Uh, well, I, it, I've been accidentally <laughs> checking it. Yeah. So if you guys want to send a shoot a DM there or uh, post on the timeline about anything, let us know what you want us to talk about. We're going to talk about what we want anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're going to get a little more focused this time around. We're going to stick to mysteries. Yeah, we're going to stick it's a little mysterious. bit more mostly mysterious. crime. That's what we're saying. Now we're going to switch it around in a few months. Don't worry. Yeah. We get bored worry. easily. Yeah, we do. But um, today. We want to talk a little bit more about cultists and cults. I wanted to talk a lot more about them. But we got a 30, we're doing a 30 minute show now. So yeah, you're going to get what you get. Yeah. So first of all, I have a question. I got an answer. So what does it take to be a cult leader? Followers. Followers. First Do you think thing. that's the biggest thing that we need? Well, yeah. We I need. mean, obviously. <laughs> yes, all right. Uh, let me, let me throw it out there. What I think uh, a true cult leader needs conviction. You need to be a bit of a con man, just confidence. You have to be confident about the stuff you're saying. And from what I've heard, the biggest thing to start a cult is your very first follower. It's not even, you could almost be uh, the shittiest um, cultist in the world or, you know, the leader, that first follower, their enthusiasm. So yeah. it's sort of a luck thing. Okay. That's why, because there's plenty of people out there who like know how to rock the pulpit and just like sell, sell, sell. But I'm sure a lot, of, are, a lot of the first, first cultists, I like, yeah, the cultists to, for the cult leader are their family, I'm guessing. No, right? no, they're usually the ones who think they're the most full of shit because really? they grew up around them. So it's like it usually they know how full of shit it, they are. Yeah, it inoculates them to their dumbassery. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're usually not uh, unless they're forced to be the cultist yeah. well the, the opposite <laughs> yeah. end of that is um the like if it's a father figure yeah our parent a parents mm-hmm. there's plenty of cults where the um it started in family but it's very rarely the child mm-hmm. it's, it's usually a parent which is like i mean that if that's the case then you know you basically get anybody pregnant have an abusive relationship and then just like boom you're started a cult yeah. you think about it most families are cults if you think about it. If you really think about it. Man, you don't even have to think about it that much, so don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because um, whenever I think about um, a cult leader, I usually think about them having children and just making them believe that their reality is that their father or their mother, usually their father, it's a father figure most usually of the time. Usually. Um, that we know of. That they're some holy entity or that they're... Unless you're like Marshall or, Applewhite in Heaven's Gate, he didn't have kids. Dude. He didn't have kind of I mean, balls. His is just so crazy to his, me. His, his is very his, unique. Yeah, admittedly, it's they're, rad they're, though. It's pretty rad. I mean, <laughs> his is like it, it's it's something else. Yeah, out of all of them, you'll be 
the hipsters are the ones that are going to gravitate towards him True. because he's fucking well. Cool. And here's the thing too: it depends on the age and the size of the cult because uh, Jim Jones, who had a huge, pretty good cult side, they're the ones that you know drank the Flavor Aid, not Kool Aid, down in was it Guatemala, some G starting place in South America. Mm-hmm. They, uh, he, I don't think he had his kids in his cult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's usually if if they're a kid cult, they're usually the smaller sized one because. Because they, that's just like, if it's, I don't know how to enunciate my thoughts right now, but it, on the very big ones, the kids are born into it and they like just follow their parents and the other followers, yeah. the smaller ones, if it's uh family focused, then it's usually just the family mm-hmm. and maybe one or two other people who like got snagged along, usually literally just one or two, yeah. like one guy who's like, Oh, I'm just easily manipulated or one woman who just needs like, you know, a house over her head or whatever, a whole house, yeah. a witch, if you will, a wicked one of the east wicked wicked whistle wicked wicked yeah but i mean i guess the biggest thing that they need to have is just that confidence and just the that's what the I charismatic think. yeah confidence charisma yeah. self lack of self-doubt yeah the inability to stop and enthusiastically be wrong anytime you're wrong it, oh here's the other thing a big key thing don't use this don't be a shitty person and use this is and i do it personally i apologize whenever you're wrong instead of being wrong you warp reality to make the other person wrong and it's their fault yeah yeah it's and you're like, able to do that really oh, well yeah thank you <laughs> it's like uh, anytime when these people are predicting the end of the world uh you know any of the religious leaders or whoever's saying it anytime it doesn't happen the ones who don't have followers are the ones who say i calculated wrong the ones who keep followers are say god didn't come back because you guys are sinners put it on them yeah yeah because there's a lot of the the people say well we must have done something wrong or something else what i whenever you sometimes here's the thing too they believe in it too much you're not going to become a cult leader you need to be separated just enough from your own bs that you can manipulate the situation because if you're a hundred million percent certain that the bullshit that you're spreading is true then you're going to slip yourself up you're going to say trick yourself and say god is going to show himself right now to do this special thing and it ain't going to happen and you're just going to say huh and this would be a sociopath right not a psychopath i don't i don't know dude because a psychopath doesn't even technically a psychopath wouldn't feel emotion i'm gonna say no you can't there's different cult leaders have different switches yeah i mean they all and the different ones have functioned uh differently in different societies i'd say um there's plenty of sociopathic ones who just have no feeling and it's like a thing a way to manipulate the people around them Mm -hmm. um because not all cults are um religious there's totally there's some that are just about like the whole lifestyle they want to go out and live out in a commune and restart a society yeah there's people who are technically i really think a lot of pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing companies follow the patterns of cult that's something that people are starting to become aware of now but keep an eye out on that look look it up online um multi-level marketing or mlms and cult and you'll see they use a lot of the same techniques yeah because um well recently i saw a video um i i need a i'll put the channel in somewhere hopefully i can i can think of it by the end of the podcast but i saw a video and it, it was basically someone interviewing a sociopath um diagnosed sociopath yeah. and he was talking about how he would look for ways to manipulate people yeah. and ever since he was little like he thought that everyone would at least if people would do this if they're smart enough to do it or that other people were just 
less intelligent than he was and he knew what was going on no one else did and um whenever they felt emotions whether it was um very big highs or super lows he would just be confused because he wouldn't feel anything but he would be able to manipulate it and um like an outsider looking in right yeah, yeah and that sounds very similar to something that a cult leader would have uh, it's it's too broad a stroke man because a lot of them they're they're just so different yeah you know there's plenty of them that they are the closest to being a true believer and having a successful cult i believe is marshall applewhite leader of the heaven's gate mm-hmm. cult um he i really truly believe he he bought into his own bs from the beginning but he just had enough of a the it was the right time mm-hmm. the right place and the right people yeah you know that would also like oh you know they followed they heard his bullshit they sold it to themselves so you feel like regular people that don't have issues but are just a decent th- amount of cult followers uh have pretty high intelligence a lot of people think that it's always stupid people and it's n- normally not oh no so basically it's people smart enough to trick themselves into some dumb bullshit yeah a dumber person would say no you're lying to me because i'm kind of dumb so i can't trust you yeah also the whole thing with the psychiatrist saying like whenever you said what is it diagnosed uh, sociopath yeah there's a big part of my brain that's like in a few years they're gonna give a come up with a different name for it it's like the, the it's like it's not a specific sociopath it's a the, 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 the. i'm just i'm a little i'm a little annoyed with psychiatrists right now for no reason i think i might join scientology <laughs> i might be a scientologist in the making and start my own you know uh protestant breakaway from scientology there's there's a good uh scientology netflix series that's that's on right now with um was it the girl from king of queens oh yeah i don't remember what it's called but yeah remy, um, something Aaliyah remy, remy. yeah she does like a whole she has a whole show yeah she has a show on it and it's on netflix now so yeah super good but um but back to uh cultists so at what point does the cult become a religion oh man i'm gonna say the history once it's like once the founders died once all the original in my opinion there's the official thing is whenever i guess they get accepted in the mainstream uh uh, society Uh but because honestly, like the the descriptor for cult in the dictionary, it just applies to every religion. Yeah. But for me, whenever it goes from being this is an insular cult to this is a world religion, is once everybody, including the founding member and the starting founding members and the cult uh, leader, has died, and like the second or third generation has kept it going on. Okay. That's what happened with uh, Scientology. Yeah. Once it's lived past its creator, it's becoming religiony you know oh okay okay that's not it's not an official thing but that's how i would see it so scientology wouldn't be classified under cult anymore yeah. it would be a religion it's still it's, still, it's, it's in between okay. because there's still plenty of people who are there at the founding yeah do so you, it's like it's in a just shaky tone do you know any religions that just turned into religions now well that's the closest one that's is scientology one. yeah yeah that's the only one that comes to mind yeah it is interesting i mean and let me let me throw a big blanket a big old wet blanket on everything. Technically, most of the branches of Christianity, you know, the Protestant branches, could be cons- started off as a, like a cult offshoot. Somebody liked the branch, the stuff with uh, Catholicism, said let's change it up a bit, and it was very intense and stick to these specific roles off the bat. Yeah. And then over time, it's gotten watered down, and it becomes just another religion. They just, you know, it's easier to say we're all basically Christian, and yeah, you know, but. If you look at the guys who started that branch of, you know, Pentecostalism, uh, oh, what is it? The other ones? I don't remember. Lutherans and all the different denominations, air quotes, 
Well, was it their denominations? Yeah, the different branches of uh, Christianity Baptist. started all. What isn't Baptist a Baptist? Yeah, yeah that's Baptist. a branch too. Yeah, they yeah. all have different. America's full of them. America, all the Protestant religions that we have are uh, started off as cults. Like honestly, the original Lutherans and I think like the what was it? The Church of England were probably the least culty offshoots of Catholicism because they were basically just taking Catholicism and changing some major things but it was still like there's a, a lot everybody was like okay we could uh it was wider spread once it got yeah. to america and that's the whole thing like that's why america started everybody wanted to get more specific more detail orientated yeah they wanted more crunchiness to it you know pathfinder versus D, if you will <laughs> and they wanted more of that and yeah that's what get started we're, hey that's past religion all right we're gonna hard. we're gonna argue about that more yeah. than we're <laughs> about religion i'm just saying man you can't paint anything with a broad stroke especially here you kind of can. You can. Well, you can. You anything? cannot. Well, I mean, I do all the time, but only when it's my convenience. <laughs> only when it's your convenience. Yeah, pretty much. Because but you're yeah. manipulating me and making me feel uh, not equal with you. You're choosing to not feel equal <laughs> to me. Every time I walk yes, into a room. Yes, you're right, Master. <laughs> I walk into a room and I choose to be better than everyone in there, regardless of the situation or circumstance. <laughs> There's. I would consider that some sort of sociopath it might sociopathy be. yeah because uh you believe in therapists and their I, fucking lies i believe in therapists and their lies yeah psychologists too <laughs> like they're different fucking things i'm sorry if you're if you call yourself doctor and you don't cut somebody open you ain't one oh my god if you ain't there drawing blood you know if you, if you can't make somebody bleed if you don't know how to kill someone and then bring them back you're not a doctor <laughs> You doctor of math, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, fuck that. It does not like kill a number that make it alive again. You know what? I feel like there's a mathematician out there who's like, actually, you know, if you use like uh, hypothetical numbers, that is possible. And I just want to punch him in the face. The numbers are imaginary too. You made that up. There's no ones or twos. I only believe in zero. Oh. And negative zero. Because that's all that's real. That's all that's real is nothing. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's yeah. the truth. Everything you've known is a lie. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You, once you, you start at zero, and that, that's your kernel. That's your seed of truth. And mm-hmm. then you go one, and you've failed. So what's, so what's your favorite cultist? You I have, have enough time to think. You have to have a favorite. Why would I have to? Yeah. They're all the best. Me. <laughs> How, I look in the mirror if, and be if, like, you could do it. If you could look. Cultist? A, cult leader? Cult leader. Sorry. I don't know, man. Jesus, he's pretty cool. He's pretty. He's pretty. He's rad, pretty I chill. Guess. Yeah, you know, he kept it simple. It was like twelve guys, <laughs> and it, Judas came in. What about me? I don't know about this one. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then later, like a few months later, he's like twelve guys is where I should have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> twelve guys stopped. is where it should have been. Yeah, damn. If, this guy. If you're Who's looking your, to Marshall Applewhite, I'm gonna give him just for being the weirdness, man. Yeah, and. They were the least outwardly destructive. You know, they pretty Mm -hmm. much kept all their crazy stuff into their cult. And it was like, I want to say less modern. They have a new web. They have a website. Yeah, they had a website. They, you know, they didn't like, it wasn't like a bunch of bodies out in the field or it was like fried up, you know, barbecued themselves out in the middle of the world. They went out, they they went out with the most dignity. You know what? They put on their uniforms and put on their, you know, that weird purple blanket thing. They're like, we're going to do cult suicide. Like it ain't been done before. Classy in Nikes. (laughs) Classy in Nikes. Yeah, man. They knew like, you know, they know what it was about when you got an expensive pair of tennis shoes. And it's like, these are my church shoes now because they cost a lot of money. Yeah, they went to go meet their 
I was like, meet God. I don't know what they would They wouldn't like go on that con. Aliens and but then for like, stuff, they didn't right? really interfere with other people. They didn't, you know, fuck up things. Let me make sure about For that, that and because they had their own style. Very distinct, strange style that's unique to them. I'm just saying, if I dressed up like a Heaven's Gate cult member, you could probably guess it pretty quickly what I was dressed up as with very little research. But if I'm trying to dress up like a follower of Jim Jones or, um, uh, was it, uh, Krushner with the, who's, who's Waco? Um, Koresh. Koresh. David, yeah, David Koresh. Koresh. Yeah. If I'm trying to dress up one of his followers, they just dressed in regular clothes. That's not interesting. They didn't have zany haircuts. W- what the hell's the deal? Oh, and, and it looks like Wikipedia actually has Heaven's Gate as a religious group. Well, oh, you know why? Why? The main uh, guys died off, but they're still around. They're the uh, guys who maintain the website. Yeah. They, you know what? Sometimes it's just people being cool with you. And the classification is UFO religious. Radical. Yeah. Only other one I could think of. Well, there's Scientology, and then there's also the Raelians. They're also a UFO religion. Really? Raelians, also a cult leader. Look it up right now. The guy's zany as heck. That guy might be my top one right now. He, he's so weird. He, he was, what is it, early... 20, I don't remember when the hell he did it, but basically, he dresses up in like a, what would be a terrible Star Trek costume with like poofy sleeves and whatnot, all white. And he usually has like a swastika inside a Star of David kind of design. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. But he claimed, or his cult claimed, that they had done the first human cloning because they're weird as shit. Damn. Also, if you go check out their website, which is like uh, HTML time capsule just crazy like gifts happening and like what like really? way too many colors and so it's just ramblings of craziness like comparing <laughs> alien it's aliens to angels and it's like it, it's peak late 90s early nice. 2000s of like website design and the right kind of crazy uh you know conspiracy and stuff i i don't know if they get into the anti-semitism in there which is usually a marker of most cults they tend to like swing it around there marshall applewhite did not though i'll give him some credit on that i don't think he ever got racist and and one of the things that just to start off i guess just to to sum up heaven's gate is that they believed that the planet earth would be recycled wiped clean uh renewed before 2027 and the only chance for their consciousness uh, defined sometimes as a solar mind to survive was to leave their human bodies at an appointed time. You know, it was easy to make fun of them earlier on, but as things have been going on the last <laughs> couple a, years, it's a little bit more like mm, I understand. You know what? Maybe I should have bought some Nikes and yeah, uh, they they were like they were rocking in the seventies and eighties and nineties, and then they went out before all the shit happened. Yeah, they, they knew what was up. They did know what was up. They did know. What about you? Do you have a top culty thing? I like David Koresh. Just because he was like, he was just super. In, it's, and plus, he was so close to us. He's close right to us? here in that Waco. It's like, you're my favorite cultist. You're, you're just you're right close there. close to us. <laughs> Closeness makes it better. Like how everyone's favorite serial killer in Wisconsin is, they have a lot. They can't <laughs> pick one. Well, it's so hard to say because like they have talked to some random people in Wisconsin. They're friendly enough. And then see how long it gets before they mention their proximity to a serial killer at some point. I guarantee you. <laughs> like, do you know who live here? You just, they're like, no, you just a regular conversation and be like, oh, you know, it's such a lovely town. It's just like, well, it's pretty wild back in the 70s with all that. Dark. And that was like, oh, we don't like to talk about that too much. But my sister, you know, she, she used to work at the bar that was uh, next door to this restaurant that was owned by a guy who went to the bar that uh, Ed Gein used to kill people what at. What the fuck? Really? 
Yes. <laughs> For reals. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. In two years. I was actually looking at a man by the name of Marcus DeLone Wesson. That's too many names. That's how you know he's going to be a cult leader. Very (laughs) few cult leaders have one name. Yeah, well, he's classified as, um, what was it, American... Criminal, yeah, Criminal. because he kept his thing. He didn't really branch out too much. He he grew his own cult. It was all familial, right? Yeah, it was he's, pretty much all. He's family. who I was thinking of whenever I was thinking of the family cultist. Really? Yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing because it happened ten years ago. So I was oh my god, I was twenty. It was just freaking. I was I was twenty three. How old am I? <laughs> Yeah, I think However so. However old I was, 10 years minus that, <laughs> back in the day, I remember hearing about him in the news. And it was in California, in Fresno. Oh, man. It's really yeah, crazy. They had, like, bodies all over the place, but, like, in coffins, because it was, like, some weird va- vampire zombie stuff going on. I might be making that up. <laughs> so, um, he was raised as a me- as a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yeah, which is a Christian offshoot that's, uh, they got real, they came out around the same times that uh, Kellogg's. The, the guy who invented Kellogg's, whose name was Kellogg, was into the, the whole health craze of, like, you could purify things by, like, steam baths, not masturbating, eating stuff without any seasoning, including salt. Yeah, he basically was like, anytime you're aroused, it's it's bad for your health. They were around him whenever they, they formed around that time, not not around him specifically, but whenever that was real popular. And he was pushing that. They're from the same town, I yeah. think. And they just, like, latched onto that. And, and they just added, you know what? I bet you God wants us to live like this. They are a Protestant Christian domina- denomination. Yeah, which is basically what I said earlier. It's just yeah. like they, they got some basic principles of it, and then they, they offshoot it. There's a few towns in Texas uh, that have uh, that are predominantly Seventh-day Adventists. They they have, like, health stores, and they're, like, uh, vegetarian, I think. I don't know if they're full vegan, but they don't. They try not to eat animal products. Really? Except maybe that. honey, and I don't remember. Yeah, so the, the church is known for their, for its emphasis on diet and health, in, including adhering to kosher food laws, mm-hmm. advocating vegetarianism, and its holistic understanding of the person. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know one of their ways they'd kind of get people into their church is they would run programs to keep uh, help people stop smoking. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, if you ever look up the Antail Kids, which I'm just learning about now through some other pro- last podcast on the left. Basically, a uh, French-Canadian guy started his own cult. Well, he didn't start it. Here's the thing. He didn't start it. I lied right now. Oh, he already lied. He was getting involved with some chicanery stuff. And uh, there was a guy who came uh, trying to convert people to Seventh-day Adventism, right? And he started a prayer group, right? And part of like uh, the the cult leader, I think his name was Rock French something, and he was kind of he was involved in the prayer group thing, right, or like the Bible study. Yeah. And then the the leader, the the Seventh Day Adventist guy, said, "Oh, we're going to start a program to help people quit smoking. This will be open to anyone who wants to show up, and you know, we'll sell them health stuff to help them stop smoking." Also, they're selling things. It's a, it's a little multi-level kind of thingy, whatever. Well, without, like, you don't need layers. They, they have merch. They want you to buy a product, you know, <laughs> to help you stop smoking. Like, drink this tea, and it'll help you stop smoking. They have he, merch. They put him in charge of that. Yeah, every church has merch. That, that's how you know you're a church and not just a cult. You have merch. <laughs> you have merch. Yeah. It's one of the big things. <laughs> Official merch that has, like, copyrights on it and stuff. I'm, I'm serious Sorry, about that. I think that's a big thing. Damn it. 
We're, well, is it copyrighted? <laughs> if you guys want to make merch for us, uh, just make sure you you, you put get, spell the podcast right and get our faces pretty. Anyway, he put him in charge of the quit smoking thing, and the guy sort of just led with that. A bunch of people wanted to quit smoking. They joined that thing, and the French dude just like, okay, now you are my cult. It was crazy, man. So Seventh-day Adventists, they have a little bit of a... Their fingers in a lot of cult start-offs, man. Yeah, so... You never even, know when you're going to give the wrong person power. Um, his mother, he claims, was a religious fanatic. And then his father was an alcoholic and I a child abuser. Him. I believe that. Who abandoned the family when Wesson was a child. Maybe he was a jerk then, too. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Yeah. He was just a bit much. So, um, he dropped out of high school and then he went straight to the army um, for two years. Lassie move. After leaving, he mar- he moved in with Rosemary Solorio. I feel like he got kicked out. I don't have the the facts, but I bet you he got kicked he out. He probably did. It doesn't say here, but he, he probably did. And then um he moved in with uh, Rosemary Solorio and her children in San Jose, California. That's always going to be a bad thing. Whatever. Always a bad thing. <laughs> and then um in 1971, adding kids don't make anything better. Uh, Solorio gave birth to his son. Dun dun dun! I assure you, without knowing more about this, uh, even without remembering, I'm sure the first son became a prophet somehow. Like he was, God said, like this one's gonna be the next coming. And it's also like the fact that we're talking about children right now is not a good. Yeah. It's not leading into it's, anything uh, good. Yeah, yeah. All the all the warnings. Uh, you're about to get triggered. Bad things happen. Yeah. So um, so after that, in 1974, he started uh, sexually abusing Solorio's eight-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. He went on to marry Elizabeth when she turned fifteen. How legally, he, I is it? I don't know. No, did he legally marry her? Be, I it was in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, no, no, probably fifteen years after that. So I, I know the age to get married in Texas was like twelve until like what is it? A couple years ago, because the what? Why the, the Church <laughs> of uh, Latter Day Saints, the polygamist offshoot of the Mormonism, yeah. came down to Texas so that they could like get a like so they could legally marry, you know, little kids. Oh. And then after that happened, the Texas was like, you know what? This is a different religion than ours. We're going to change the law. I think now it's like sixteen with, the, and it, but still it. At 12 years old, they needed a parent's consent, but if you're marrying a 12-year-old, I feel like the parents probably screwed up anyway. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think you have to... Be, you can only be, like, so many years older than the 16-year-old. Jeez. And so, like, um, she turned 15, and then four months later, she gave birth to her first child. Eventually, the couple had 10 children together. 10 children! <sighs> My gosh. That's, that's insane. Even for... A, a regular, regular couple, <laughs> um, but the fact that he didn't have children with her before she they got married is kind of interesting. I feel like, yeah. Do you think he probably no, did? <laughs> he, uh, it could be that she was having miscarriages. It could be that she was a child and couldn't have them until like about fifteen. And it, that's not super unusual. Yeah, that's true. So uh, one of Elizabeth's younger sisters oh, just left her own back. seven children with them. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so claiming to be unable to care for them. Uh, he never held a steady job, of course. He lived off the welfare. <laughs> Most of the cultists do, and then they always want to shout out, like, oh, the government's evil, take more of their money. And he did be convicted of welfare fraud and perjury. Shocked. Yeah. So the family often lived in rundown shacks, ma- boats, and vacant houses. The majority of people who rail against the government leech off it the most. They're trying to justify it as like, oh, it's not that I'm a loser. It's that I'm I'm draining the beast. That's an actual term. What is it? Bleeding the beast? Um, that some of the 
what is it uh polygamist mormons use for justifying welfare fraud because they can't legally have all those wives so they'll just register them as unwed mothers oh wow and so that way they get all this financial aid right and then they'll have special stores built by their uh specific cult group their specific church or whatever where they only get ebt but they're expected to spend give them all their money right away and then they're just supposed to come and get supplies when they need them but they'll they can deny them stuff so there'll be people like they'll be have like 10 kids living by themselves with a husband air quotes there give as soon as they get their ebt card fold their you know food stamps they'll go give them all the money at the store and then they'll say okay we'll give you a little bit of food here and there and yeah starve jeez just not to death because then they'll lose money, but just close enough. I mean, just finding all these loopholes and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it works though. <laughs> I mean, does it? I mean, not for them. Not for them. Yeah. yeah. It's they, not even a loophole. That's just like, we don't expect you to be that evil. So he did homeschool the children and taught them I'm gonna say uh, from, his on own, from his own handwritten Bible that Whoa. focused on Jesus awesome. Christ being a vampire. Awesome. Oh my yeah. God. If, if, he'd, if he'd have kept it, if he did not been a perv, and a weirdo, he could have been. We could have had that instead of Twilight. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, I just realized something. I'm pretty sure the uh, Anne Rice, the author of Interview with a Vampire, had a book about Jesus being a vampire. Really? He might have just ripped it from her. Yeah, probably. Because, um, let's see. He. Okay, so he told his children. I don't want to read that book. You should. And tell us Is about it. Is it available? <laughs> Does it exist? Like, uh, can I buy it somewhere? The. the his handwritten bible yeah oh it has to exist right i don't know man we'll, we'll look if it up anybody we'll knows, look into that yeah let us know so we don't have to do research because we're not gonna look it up we just lied to you again i will um he told them that um, he was god and to refer to him as master or lord oh my gosh face <laughs> right up his own butt and he told his children to prepare for armageddon and no, said, that's wise, man. Uh, the girls were destined to become Wesson's future wives. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked by that. Who who would have thought? Um, they weren't a to- they weren't allowed to talk to their male siblings or their mother. Jeez, jeez. Both male and female were physically abused. Wesson sexually abused two daughters and three nieces, beginning at age eight. My gosh, I don't believe he waited that long. And each of the girls, each of the five girls, became pregnant as a result. My gosh. So smash his head with a brick. Um, then it gets to the the hard stuff. So he declared his intention to relocate his daughters and their children to Washington State, where Wesson's parents lived. And Moving then um, with mommy and daddy. And then on the 2004, several uh, members of Wesson's extended family, along with two nieces, rebelled against him and uh, converged on his family compound, uh, demanding the release of their children. Oh. So why did they give it to him in the first? Thing? Well, like, because he was in charge of them. As far as they knew, he was God. Like you said earlier, they were raised to believe that he was God. Yeah. Until something slipped in their mind enough, or you know, that maybe they read his handwritten Bible and were like, "Shouldn't God be able to spell?" Yeah. <laughs> they're the handwritten. <laughs> they're yeah. just looking at it. And it's he didn't just finish high school, so. Yeah, but he did teach them. But you know what? I bet you, they that they what is it? They got the what is it? Uh, what's that stupid street with the puppets? Sesame Street, so, yeah, and the Muppets. Uh, no. thing. I got COVID like a while back, and it made me dumb. I feel like I'm a little dumber than I used to be, and it's all COVID's fault. It's all, it's all that five G. It's all the five. Yeah, yeah. You, you, this guy got the new iPhone, and it's like just pumping five G into my brain. <laughs> 
you know, I got throwback to like 20 episodes ago where where we were talking about how iPhones suck. (laughs) You're like, this guy got the new one. Yeah. You were, did you say iPhone sucked? Yeah. I remember. No. Yeah. We have an old episode and they go look back in my brain. Yeah. Go check it out. It says iPhone in the title. Probably. So the police were summoned and described, uh, as a child custody issue and a standoff ensued. Um, they testify that they did not hear the gunshots being fired shortly after the other witnesses present at the standoff did hear. Oh, I'm shocked they lied. So in the aftermath, they discovered nine bodies, including two of Wesson's daughters and a total of seven of their children in the bedroom filled with antique coffins. Oh. Each victim had been fatally shot through the eye. Wesson's other children who were not present inside the house survived the incident. Well, does you count surviving this incident if you're not there? I'm very confused on which children yeah. are his and which children. All they his. keep saying children. They're all his children. It's just like deciding how far ancestrally related they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, I mean, someone like this, he's, he wasn't that smart, but he just yeah. held them captive. He so, had, I guess that doesn't... Well, I mean, he raised them captive, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's very... It is very interesting to see uh, the things that can be said to a child at a very young age that can affect them throughout their whole yeah, life. And just, being raised that way. That's all of what culture is. That's why they're all screwed up. We should just take all the kids away, throw them in a the blender, and start over with robots. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's the best way. And with that, I think we can end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did I cause that? Yeah. But thank you guys for, for listening. I was going to say for watching, but for listening to us. Um, you can go ahead and reach out to us at uh, biggerthumbsup at gmail.com and uh, bigger thumbs up. No, thumbs up yours at the Twitter. Um, my name is Joe Ree. You can find me at Joe underscore Re one on Instagram. My name is Rhodes. Don't look for me anywhere. I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs>